Welcome, one and all, to Umami Manga. I'm one of your hosts, Petter, and with me I got my co-host, James. Hello! And today we're talking about volume 13 of Kaguya-sama Love is War. The Hoshin Culture Festival has finally begun, and yeah, there's a lot, a lot of stuff I'm excited to talk about in this volume. Uh, so I guess without further ado, let's talk about the characters, starting with Kaguya Shinomiya. With Kaguya, it's, again, it's just seeing more of how they're, both her and Yuki are progressing in the fact that they've kind of made up their mind that they're going to do it. More so Miyuki than, than Kaguya, I feel like, that they're going mm-hmm. to admit they have feelings for the other person. But you could see throughout this volume, uh, from Kaguya's viewpoint, that she needs to uh, get the courage to do that or it's going to be too late. Not that she knows mm-hmm. that, but she has. I think she has kind of that feeling of, um, you know, dread of never of never confessing, um, but also the dread of being rejected. So I guess there is that balance that she still feels. But right. um, yeah, so it's nice. To, it it's interesting to see her kind of go through that thought process throughout the whole thing, and how she kind of looks to other people. Well, specifically Ishigami as kind of like a support without actually reaching out to him. So like an ally in love, <laughs> meaning yeah, he's, right, tr- he's right. trying to confess his feelings for the person he likes. And so having that f- friendship, that kinship with him, you know, something else trying to do that kind of gives her courage as well. So I like exactly. that. Right. For sure. Uh, and like she is genuinely rooting for him as well, which is awesome. Oh, to that see. that too, yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah, it's just really. I mean, and it, she is like genuinely doing it, uh, like rooting for him. And she's also at the same time, she also sort of is rooting for him, in the similar sense that Miyuki also does. And we'll maybe get to that, but you know, it's this thing that this volume brought up, where you know, if you're in his friend circle and one someone in the friend circle gets rejected, mm-hmm. like. Like romantically re- rejected, then the others, like socially, aren't allowed to like engage in any new relationships. Well, you kind of feel obligated, you know. Right. Yeah. It, right. Exactly. Um, so she she also in that in that sense is rooting for him because she obviously wants this culture festival to be the beginning of her and Miyuki's romance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but 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 that's the thing, yeah. It is a genuine. Uh, support as well like she of course genuinely wants him to to find love um there was um uh, in the in the last chapter of this volume when she and miyuki are well they're attending different activities at the culture festival uh they go to the fortune telling place mm-hmm. which is well <laughs> first of all pr- pretty funny yeah see a uh, scene but uh, Yume Atembo, the girl mm-hmm. there, uh, the head of the occult club, she describes Kaguya in, I think, one of the most beautiful and most true ways I uh, thought like, the same thing. Ever, like I've ever yeah. seen. She says, Shinomiya, you're like the clear surface of water. Clear water that changes color as it reflects the shades of the sky. If you're with someone evil, you will become evil. But if you're with someone good, you will become good. I love that description of it. Yeah, her. it's, it's a great so one. accurate and so poetically mm-hmm. uh, phrased. So I just had to, <laughs> I just had to lift that one up. 
just because I love that so much. For sure. Uh, it was it was like just this little beautiful piece of uh, piece of text in 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 a very otherwise just comedic and kind of silly <laughs> scene. <laughs> right, right. That's the thing about this volume and a lot of the a lot of the uh, recent volumes is that you you go, you go through comedy ro- ro- romance and insightful things you know, in and out mm-hmm. in and out all the time so it's you know it it kind of keeps you off guard it's like okay is this going to be funny is this going to be romantic is this going to be insightful <laughs> is it going to be stupid like you know it's right it's like back and forth it's really funny uh um, definitely in that yeah. sense <laughs> absolutely um, and we also learned that uh, Kaguya did, well, obviously, we we know that Kaguya didn't learn about Hojin legend until recently, you know, mm-hmm. that was the previous volume. Uh, but we also get a little bit more perspective on that in this volume where we learned that basically everyone knows about it since way earlier. Mm-hmm. Like, about 90% of the school just sees it as just common knowledge. Right. Uh, but since Kaguya hasn't had a lot of friends, uh, you know, she hasn't heard... Uh, of that legend until now. You think Chica would have mentioned it, but I guess... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I guess it never came up. Yeah, I was actually thinking about, like, either Chica or or maybe I would talk about that at some point, have told Kage about it, but I guess I guess not. Yeah, apparently not. It took Tsubame, apparently. Yeah, yeah. So something <laughs> that I noticed, but kind of had to take a, <laughs> a back step on was... When she was in front of the of her classes, coffee, tea shop, whatever, the cafe, uh, yeah. people were saying how cute she was, and she's kind of blushing. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, maybe she uh, is kind of enjoying the somewhat attention she's getting from there, and she wouldn't have uh, she wouldn't have really entertained that or thought anything of it had, was she still the ice princess Kaguya or whatever. However... Mm. You, you then turn the page and then it talks about how she's more excited to, or she really wants to get Miyuki there so she, so she can win him over with her charms or whatever. Uh, uh-huh. So I was, so as I was reading that, I was like, maybe she was more just excited about Miyuki getting there than, you know, liking the attention she was getting. So maybe I, maybe I misread it at the fir- at first time, but I mean, it could, it could right. be a little bit of both, but uh Anyway, it's just something uh, something yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah, although I, I don't know. I, I didn't see it as her necessarily enjoying that kind of attention. Uh, I, I, I could see it, I guess, but uh, I more so just read it as her being maybe a little bit embarrassed maybe by those... Oh, embarrassed? Uh, ...compliments. Or, well, sort of like, yeah, a, a little bit embarrassed in, in that way, like from getting that kind of attention. Because hmm. people usually don't have the balls to go up to her and say stuff like that people are usually a little bit intimidated by her so i guess it's not it's not something she's used to well guys confessed her every month apparently she said that she said that i'm not sure if she was truthful in that though (laughs) (laughs) but you're right she did say that and i guess it's up for interpretation anyway Uh, (laughs) i uh i don't know if i don't know if i go as far as say embarrassment but you know what it's not that important, so fair. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it could it could be that it it really could be that. It could be a lot of things, probably. <laughs> uh, but yes, another great moment from Kaguya this volume. Although it's it, it's kind of comedic, but also just well, it, it's her is uh, 
when she wants to give Miyuki the takoyaki with a heart in it, <laughs> yeah. she has she's prepared for everything, every single, every like, single situation. Thing. <laughs> Nothing caught her off guard, even though it looked like at first. Like, she was ready yeah. for everything. That was just so funny. Like, it, it's almost, at, like, in, in that scene, it felt to me almost like, uh, like, Akasaka was, like, sort of parodying himself. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, but I really like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was great. Hmm. I, absolutely fantastic. Well, well written and thought out. Definitely. I like how her, she's always been confident in her tea skills um and we learned that making coffee is definitely not one of her strong suits at least compared to others and she has much more confidence in tea making but not only that at least according to the one of the ramen kings he Mm. says that you know this you know it's because of love that you make it so well and she's making it because she has someone in mind and i think that's a little different than before where she was just she was just good at making tea and, you know, had been trained in that. Whereas, according to this guy, her skills had, had gone above and beyond because she was pouring and, and making the tea with, with someone she loves in mind. So yeah. I thought that was nice. Yeah, and actually, that was really funny. I guess since we're on this right now, I guess I'll just mention it briefly. Um, that specific ramen king who said that, he was the guy who you know was observing chica when she was eating ramen right. in the same you know um mm-hmm. back in i think volume five i think but anyway what i think is kind of funny is how well first of all back in that chapter when chica and he, and him was eating ramen at at the ramen mm-hmm. place he kind of s- sort of comes to the conclusion that she's one of his kind like she, she's one <laughs> of his people and like the, yeah. that kind of thing uh and you know whether or not like how serious we should take that is i guess up to each person but um this scene here where he describes kaguya's tea in that in that way very like emotional kind of way with with these feelings put into it and like the kind of almost like a history to it um it reminded me (laughs) of chika's way that she described miyuki's rice fried rice Oh really? Uh, when she described it as like th- this is only only someone who's put like who's done this every day for like a family blah blah who doesn't have you hmm. know a, a bunch of money like she could taste how much like love and care he had put into that fried rice over the okay. years kind of hmm. uh, and obviously it's a different thing but I just thought it was funny kind of how may- maybe this. Like is another kind of little uh, indication that Chica and that guy really are of the same, <laughs> of the same people. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just a small thing. Interesting. <laughs> uh, anyway, anything more on Kaguya? Yeah, uh, she hates scary stuff. I don't know if we really knew that right. before. Maybe we did, but this is the first time we've. I think we've seen her get experience with or experience with that um Mm. so that's interesting and going back to her thing with ishigami she almost ruined any chance that ishigami had (laughs) with tsubame uh so um quick quick uh catch on her for doing that but i mean that's kind of kind of a funny thing yeah and i and i don't really blame her for not thinking it was of course you know for thinking she was talking about somebody else at first (laughs) 
Yeah. No doubt. Uh, like, <laughs> Ishigami didn't really show that he could have done anything like that. And technically, he didn't. So Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, the one other thing is just one face she makes, and I couldn't, I couldn't put it in either comedy ah. or romance, at okay. least for me. So I think I might know which one. It's it's chapter it's in the very first chapter and oh I yeah there's she's thinking about what if Miyuki says I like you but I don't like you in that way and she's kind of like trembling and horrified and yeah. uh, I mean that that's just a like a powerful face that it, it's it's funny but it's also oh man that would be so heartbreaking if right. that were to happen so definitely uh, I think it's a face that is easy to relate to i think um which i think akasaka does a pretty good job even if it is a bit cartoonish sometimes you know yeah yeah, no i think it's awesome and actually that that reminded me it kind of reflected uh miyuki i think it was oh yeah the previous volume which also had like one of the first chapters sort of uh, in a similar way where he imagines a a um being turned down by kaguya yeah, and that's he just, ah, oh, that's the worst possible outcome, mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, slightly different, but still, I think, intentionally somewhat similar. He may have made a similar face at the time, too. I, I can't Possibly, remember yeah. uh, off the top <laughs> of my head, but that's good. Yeah. yeah, good comparison. At least the situation is similar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right, then. Let's move on to Miyuki Shirogane. What a cliffhanger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did I say that last time? I don't know, but this one was even a bigger (laughs) cliffhanger because we knew he was. We knew he was thinking about going to Stanford, but this is like I'm going to Stanford and I'm Mm -hmm. not going for. I'm not coming for my third year. What? (laughs) Like, what? Why would you have to skip a year? I don't understand. (laughs) I'm sure it'll be explained, Mm. but still, it's 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 quite shocking and. It makes this moment where he has to, where they, one of them has to confess, even more serious. Otherwise, nothing will go. It, it won't go anywhere. Uh, they'll be too far apart, or whatever. Yeah, it, it really ends on a, like just like a sudden downer note, kind of this mm-hmm. volume, you know, because the the last chapter is for the most part, you know, pretty funny and pretty sweet, but then you know we got this in like the barely lit student council chambers, and he's just giving Kaguya that news. Yeah. But I, I do like that last chapter, how he, you know, he's enjoying the culture festival with Kaguya, and uh, he really is, it's like he's playing a new game uh, mm. at that point, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's it's sort of, I mean, you know, basically being this open and honest about basically everything, mm-hmm. which obviously catches Kaguya off guard. Uh, sort of similar to how he acted in the previous volume a bit. Right. Right. But I feel like it's more refined now. So it's mm-hmm. like he's more, he's better at it now in a way. Um, because he didn't like, he didn't show any signs of, of like insecurity or, or feeling uh, weird about anything. Nervousness he, 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 or anything. Right. He does express it though. Mm-hmm. Like he he, yeah. he he says, he tells her, but that's also just another part of him being open with her in, in, in that kind of way, which I think is awesome. And, uh, I think is necessary for, you know, if, if they're going to be able to get closer than they already are. True. I agree. It, it's great to see that openness. Mm. Uh, it was interesting not getting in that chapter. We were, we weren't really seeing Miyuki's 
point of view, it was mostly mostly Kaguya's point of view that whole time. True. So it would have been nice to see what he was thinking and how he's going about it. But we have kind of had that that sort of viewpoint in storytelling for most of the manga. So uh, it was it was kind of interesting to see it from just Kaguya's standpoint where she couldn't really read Miyuki or see him flustered in any sort of way. So yeah. I, 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 for the, for this chapter, I think it worked. And yeah. again, seeing, yeah, seeing Miyuki just kind of swallow his pride a bit and just go for it um, is really awesome and, and important for the relationship, like you said. Uh-huh. But on a, on a bright note, Miyuki can do a lot of oddball tasks, like things that you <laughs> yeah. wouldn't expect him to be able to do. Apparently he can. Oh. Yeah, he's a masterful juggler. Go figure. Uh, not according, not not compared to his grandma though. Like, yeah, right. He can't hold the match. <laughs> Keep trying oh that, Shuddy. Yeah. Oh, that was so so good. Like so unexpected. Well, uh, it was sort of expected because it was like it was almost like I was expecting the unexpected. It was leading up to it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but still, I I love that. <laughs> no, totally. Oh, man. And also, sort of along a similar note, just like a, a little funny tidbit, is that he, he doesn't deny that he has a powerful sex drive. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, that's true. That's good to know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I guess going 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 with that point, I, I, I kind of jumped the gun with the tricks things, but going uh-huh. along with that, he mentions, or not mentions through throughout the volume until around that chapter, he kind of is still trying to trick her into confessing. Mm. Um, I mean, I especially think of the balloon art, balloon art heart one. Um, he was definitely trying to catch her in, in the moment. Right. Definitely there. At the end of the day, I think he was still, he still had made up his mind that he was going to uh, confess, but if he could get her to do it, then he'd be like, hey, you know what? <laughs> right, exactly. Like, him confessing himself is just like the last resort, kind of. But yeah. he will do it. He will resort to it, or at least that's mm-hmm. how he's thinking about it right now. Yeah. So, yeah, he's still not, he, he still hasn't given up, you know, the battle. <laughs> no, not, not at all. Uh, all right, then let's move on to Chika Fujiwara, then. I love how excited she gets with the the stolen hearts bit like she yes she goes into love detective mode uh, because technically it's not love detective this time it's just detective 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 yeah right, yeah <laughs> and uh i you know she's just really enthralled by it and he, he, she is so likable and i don't know just cute when she's gets really into something totally. and uh, i think that's one of her best characteristics even yeah. if she is kind of one-minded in, in that moment Right, it, it feels almost like this mystery is like it's almost like it's made for her. <laughs> it's funny. Well, okay, that's what I was gonna say actually. So, oh. I I guess I didn't have to wait very long. Okay, so what <laughs> if what if the per, the person who ever did this heart thing wanted to distract Chica, like had planned this to di- distract Chica, and mm. only a few people know how really. Uh, destructive Chica can be, <laughs> as Kaguya, <laughs> I think I think she said destructive in the chapter at one, or in the volume at one point, yeah. and that's Kaguya and Miyuki. Now Kaguya 
Kaguya wasn't aware of the whole heart thing. She, I mean, she knew about it, but she, she didn't seem like she was the one who planned it, obviously. She, it was kind of a miracle that she could just went on her merry way during the date. So what if it was Miyuki? Miyuki could have planned this so that Chika's distracted and that nothing else could possibly go wrong. Um, I don't know. I don't know how he would have planned Ishigami or even Miko, but it, I guess it worked out in the end. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Chika would have been the number one priority because of how destructive she can be and chaotic. <laughs> so that that's my thinking. And there was that moment where one he saw Chika passing out the hearts. Although I think that. I think he would have had done the plan before if it was the case. and But the biggest one is Kashiwagi asks Miyuki, should we stop Chika from trying to, or, you know, messing things up? Or not messing things up, but, you know, trying mm. to solve the case. I don't think right. Kashiwagi is in on it at all. I think she was just worried that she, Chika might destroy something. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. but uh, Miyuki was like, nah, it's, it's okay to have some fun and games at a festival. It's a, there's no harm done. And right, it, right. and the way he was kind of like focused on his face, and there was a he was holding this creepy clown, which is really really creepy. I don't know. If you want that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. So the way so the way that was set up, it just kind of felt like that maybe he was the one that did the challenge. Hmm. Um. So I don't know. Maybe I'm overlooking it, and it's just some random person, or maybe it's like the the headmaster guy. I. I don't know. Um, I don't know why he would do it. Maybe he just wanted to have fun. Um, I mean, I, I could, I, I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> so that, that's, that's my thinking. Um, but if it's not Miyuki, then this could be very interesting for Chika's character, like to find out who it is, and maybe yeah. she makes a new friend in that way, or I don't know. I, I, don't, I really don't know what else it c- could be, but. Um, I do hope that it's it's not just kind of dropped, but there is some sort of interesting thing. Hmm. One, one more thing. If it is Miyuki, I wonder how Chika would take that. Like, how would she feel that she was kind of being distracted? Would she just, or or at the very least, the person who put up this wonderful game for her to solve was Miyuki? Um, maybe, maybe she wouldn't think anything of it and she'd be like, oh, this is awesome. Maybe she would be upset that not Miyuki oh no or <laughs> maybe she would be hurt I I don't know um I hmm. again I'm just thinking way too much into this uh I mean I it's fun it's fun to hear the speculations I imagine if your theory is true I imagine Chika would probably be grateful for it. I mean she she says it herself she views this as a game just mm-hmm. like, and she says, like the perpetrator is playing a game with us. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think she's just in it for the fun of it, and she would probably be happy as long as you know, if she's able to solve it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever, whoever set it up, I think she would be happy. Uh, it's what I, just based on what we know about her, and you know, she, it's just a fun, fun game. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's the most likely outcome, um, mm. as lo- as long as the game ends somewhat satisfying for her. I think. Um, right it'll be yeah she'll she'll enjoy <laughs> yeah it. she she wants to solve it yeah she wants to win it right <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. i just want to put one other name to the hat of just p- 
people characters that I feel could possibly be the perpetrator. Okay. Here, um, I Hayasaka. Really? It's just one that I wouldn't oh. put it past her. Oh, that's oh, that's a really good one. I, I feel like she has the know-how and uh, mm. just kind of general. Would she go uh, that far? Uh, maybe she would, though. Because, for Kaguya, she would. Yeah. Even if Kaguya does, didn't ask her, which we know she didn't because Kaguya was True. Somewhat, seemed somewhat surprised by it. True. Um, so, yeah, Hayasaka is a possibility, and she has the – she has – you're right. Oh gosh, I think you're right. I think it may be Hayasaka instead. Maybe, uh, why did, maybe why not. Didn't I, th- I don't know. Why, did, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> I I think it's what what for me what really points it to Hayasaka is the fact that it you know they had guards patrolling the area, so. Oh yeah, you're right. Of course, it had to be someone who's able to sneak by those guards. And get it taken care of. So, yeah, I think that's a very good guess. Darn it! I thought my Miyuki theory was pretty good. <laughs> hey, I, I, I thought that was a good theory too. I like it. I like it a lot. Hmm. Uh, and I like the headmaster <laughs> speculation too. Uh, you know, the headmaster. Headmaster was just like, I, I could see him doing it. I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> darn! Why do they have that creepy clown and the fun and games things then? What? What was that for? Whatever. Maybe we'll know. Maybe. Eventually. Maybe they're in cahoots. <laughs> uh, that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know how or why. Something that must have happened there. Right. <laughs> yeah. Moron Chica. She tries to prove to her little sister that Miyuki <laughs> is bad. He's bad. Oh, Chica. <laughs> Just throws a little tantrum too. I do love that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's just so funny how how against her sister being in love with Miyuki, you know, it's just like you don't understand. Mm. This person is terrible. Yeah, right. <laughs> at least at least in her book, this this man <laughs> is terrible. It will ruin your life. And then she lists all these things that he's terrible at, but then says, "Well, he's now he's really good at it." And mm. Honestly, it just makes even even from a objective standpoint, it just makes him sound better. Right, exactly. Totally. And, which, which is the point, but I think <laughs> even even if we hadn't seen this happen for him, I think we would all the reader would have been like, "Oh, yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty good that he's able to, you know, get better at those things." So, <laughs> you know, it's like it's almost like Chica's in denial that Miyuki is actually not that bad of a guy. Right, right. Which she later on obviously has a thing, but we'll mention that in a, later but her ptsd is so strong that she kind of refuses to look at those mm-hmm. those good points you know yeah um, basically so it's it's funny <laughs> it's it's really funny yeah it is uh but speaking of what you mentioned briefly or hinted at mm-hmm. uh she has this points off system and she has a points on system <laughs> for like romantic interest stuff uh, which is is pretty cool, and in her mind, if if she uses the points off system for you and Miyuki, they are both <laughs> very, very, very bad. Industrial uh, waste. Yeah, right. <laughs> but if she uses the points on system, probably the more optimistic system, mm-hmm. then they're both pretty all right. They're both pretty cool. Uh, and I guess I guess that's a compliment. So you know, <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, I do think Chico was getting kind of nasty to both those guys. 
yeah. um, over the course of time. So it's nice to at least see that she doesn't really think that they're terrible people. I mean, it, yeah, it's more, I, she doesn't. I think yeah. it, right. I think it's more just kind of where their friendship has gone, and you know, sometimes when you're pretty good friends with someone, you kind of tease each other over hmm. some faults. Well, it depends on the person. I don't usually do that, but some people do. Some people like to tease each other. So yeah. Um, not that I, not that I think that they're all teasing each other because they like each other romantically in that sense, but mm. um, just you know sometimes good friends do that, and I think in reality Chica does really care about those two. Yeah, and definitely Miyuki. I'm like still a little bit unsure about what she thinks oh. about you. Okay. Uh, like okay. with him, like she. I mean, yeah, I don't think she hates him. No. Uh, because obviously, if that was the case, she probably wouldn't even stand to work at the same student council with him mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. i mean obviously there isn't hate there it's just i don't know uh, when she when she makes the little list of bad, bad things about <laughs> you um there was one of those things that actually when i read it sounded a little bit extra kind of personal to her in a way uh, mm. she wrote when he wounds me the damage heals very slowly Hmm. That just doesn't sound good yeah. at all. Like, if that's how she feels, that's that that's not good at all. No, it's not. I will say it could be her just, you know, kind of exaggerating a bit. Maybe. Um, no, knowing Chica. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. If if that if that is how she feels, and she really has kind of trauma towards some of the things he said to her then Mm. that's understandable at the same time this is the girl who you know was accusing ishigami of all these things when when she was clearly in the wrong like them going to the the fireworks festival whatever it was and you know ishigami's like well why do we have to wait for you you're going on a vacation somewhere and she you know tell calls him a terrible thing and like what did i do um so i don't know it's I guess we'll see going forward, but if that is brought up, that could be an interesting uh, aspect and maybe yeah. uh, maybe get some character growth there. Maybe. Could be. Yeah, we really are looking at the very, very, very small details about Chica just to find something <laughs> like actually like not comedic purely. <laughs> I, I, I think we did get a bit something here with her uh, off points, on points. No, what was it? Um, uh, points off and points on. Oh, I guess I yeah. switched switch the words. Yeah, yeah uh, that system, we kind of got a little bit of that, but yeah. um, I would like more, but at the same time, yeah, I, I get, like I said before, I pushed it, I, I'm not thinking about it, character growth, I, she's just purely comedic character, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so far, for sure. So so far. <laughs> a boy can dream. I'm hoping, well, there's that moment where they talk about confidence and how Ishigami doesn't have it. And Chica says, oh, you're right. You have your grades and I have my piano. Right. And Miki kind of makes a comment on that. And so I was thinking, more please. <laughs> like, let me hear more about that piano, that backstory. And maybe we can get Miko in there as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Why not? And I think it is pretty awesome or pretty interesting how Chica is able to have this very, very good confidence mm-hmm. um, just in general about everything. Yeah. Mostly only because she is a very good piano player <laughs> uh you know that's great you know it's it's awesome that that yeah. she's able to feel so uh secure and like confident in herself 
even though she really kind of just has one area where she is really, really good. Yep. Uh, and we get to see her method of turning down love confessions <laughs> with a quiz. Uh, That's pretty cool. You know, the funny thing is the guy was it totally bought it. He's yeah. like, wow, lighter than feather, or whatever he says. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> of course there'd be people like uh, that. Hard feathers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and for everybody who thinks Chica's a waifu, we're all offended that like only a, only a person like that would fall in love with Chica. No, <laughs> maybe. maybe. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. Maybe. I I did. I was. I was reading those those quit the quiz like her answer I was like is there something cryptic here is there something i should be uh, reading into <laughs> and, nice. then, and then and then i got to that point and i was like oh crap i am one of these people <laughs> oh that's 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 awesome i love that <laughs> oh boy anything more on chica or is that it not uh for now i'm good cool cool then let's move on to you ishigami he managed to ask Tsubame to come to his uh, haunted house, which was a big, yeah, you know, good good on you, man. Mm-hmm. But, of course, Nagisa and Tsubasa, man. their illicit, intimate relations uh, in the lockers uh, ruined all that. Or, or Miko ruined it, I guess, depending on how you see they it. They both kind of <laughs> did, but... Everyone, all, all three of them ruined it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll get we'll get to Kashiwagi, in, you know, later on. But... We, we will, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it would have been nice to have that moment for you. But at the same time, you know, they both enjoy it. Well, you know, especially Tsubame, Tsubame enjoyed her time. And then yeah. she invited you to her uh, classes booth or whatever they were doing games. And so, that, so you know, I think it really worked out for him. And it shows that sometimes just going out and having the having a little bit of confidence to you know ask someone just to go do something is um you know worthwhile in the end because you totally. never know unless you try for sure yeah not I that, that i ever take my own great. advice but you know <laughs> it's hard dude I, it's hard <laughs> i don't blame you <laughs> um and then as we touched on a little bit earlier he does give tsubame that heart-shaped cookie without realizing what it means and that kind of becomes a pretty major thing throughout the volume after that uh, mm-hmm. everyone's talking about it <laughs> <laughs> and he still doesn't know what it, what he did right so right. yeah that's that's interesting <laughs> i'll share more of my thoughts in kind of the romance section oh yeah awesome awesome then we will save that for there and another thing about you was when he saved me uh miko from the pushy guys that oh, yeah. were trying to you know get her to show them around the school and yeah they, they were kind of not cool yeah um sketchy yeah definitely very um it was really nice to see well for well we've seen him protect her and kind of you know stand up for her in the past Mm -hmm. so like Mm -hmm. that in in itself wasn't necessarily new but what uh tsubame pointed out like her observation of it how you know he seemed obviously upset kind of mad at the, the you know at that uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of shows in a new way um, how maybe he cares about Miko. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not 
something that he has realized yet. If or maybe he never will. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if this ship that we're building here will ever actually float, but mm-hmm. but it's uh, still something that I enjoyed um, in that little uh, and uh, yeah on, on that side of things. Yeah, what I liked that from Ishigami and like I was, was mentioning with Kaguya is, you know, they kind of have the. Uh, friends in 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 their battle of love or whatever you know they, they comrades if you will and they're both trying they they both realize they don't have much time to confess their feelings uh, maybe kage again maybe kage doesn't realize how much time she has quite yet until the very end of this volume but mm. ishigami says he's he's scared of saying goodbye without even trying yeah um and i think that that point is very well done for him and it's kind of a um, a good character growth for him where before because of his lack of confidence he m- might have not been able to even be at that point he's like why mm. bother trying maybe he right would, he would say so i like that and technically he still hasn't tried yet <laughs> but yeah or well he did ask her out sort true of. true you're uh, right you're right he hasn't confessed or anything but he has at right. least asked her out which that's a big step. Is, yeah, def- definitely. And especially this quickly, this early. Like, compared to Kaguya and Miyuki, it's, like, much faster than either of them would ever, were ever able to do anything like that. True, true. And him, you know, asking her to go to the haunted house and her saying yes and then the things that happen afterwards was a huge mm. confidence boost for him. Yeah. And I, I think any sort of confidence boost is going to be great for Ishigami. Yeah, um, and I and I really did lo- love that. Absolutely, yeah, he deserves the good stuff in life. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy, for sure. Um, got anything more on him? Not for now. All right, then let's talk about Miko Ino. She can really be an open book if she gets carried <laughs> away. Like sometimes it's like she's she's not <laughs> honest with herself, but then you know, like for example. With when they were trying to figure out what to do with the haunted house, uh-huh. Ishigami remembers the her kind of audio things, and then she goes on and on about it how it's amazing and basically goes into her I guess lack of a better word fetishes with it, uh-huh. and uh, you know she almost revealed a little too much, and obviously Osaragi was there to kind of kind of like stop her a bit, but yeah, <laughs> she just kind of gets carried away a little bit when she's talking about some of some of her favorite things and becomes a little too open or a little too uh maybe putting in people's hands i guess is that is that the phrase i'm probably butchering whatever it actually is but uh you know those guys like we mentioned those guys that the sketchy guys that were hitting on her yeah they they were quickly able to get her to open up and even try to get get them to go with her or backwards get her Mm. to go with them yeah she she is easily swayed kind of Mm -hmm. easy swayed yeah some of this we kind of established, but it's not just with romance or, or with, with boys per se. It's really anybody uh, can get her, um, you know, a little, uh, well, can open her up. Yeah, it doesn't take too much. Yeah, it doesn't take too much. And, and I imagine that kind of goes along with the fact that she hasn't, you know, I, I, may, I think I touched on this a little earlier, how she, I think she uh, desires attention. In, in some capacity, mm. in some way, just because her parents never really were able to give that to her during her mm-hmm. upbringing. And I think because of that, whenever people do give her some sort of attention, she 
wants to cling to that because well so maybe it's subconscious like whatever it is it's something that appeals to her i imagine yeah i think it must be some sort of parental thing hmm. you know not having that love at home or that attention at home as much as she wants because maybe her parents like really love her but yeah they just don't give her the attention you know exactly so i guess it goes to her friendship with chica because <laughs> yeah. like we mentioned before I would I would love to see like the backstory behind her admiration for Chica and the whole piano thing as well. But regardless, she has this huge admiration for her, almost to a fault. And Ishigami, they kind of teased it before, but now Ishigami basically calls it domestic abuse or you know mm-hmm. uh, some sort of abusive relationship. And I'll be honest, I think that's a little unfair because <laughs> I don't I don't think it's that bad. Um, but they obviously played it off as a joke, and she says, "Oh, because right. I'm a bad girl." I mean, those are those are thing things that are are sure signs of you know the some domineering person in the relationship uh-huh. abusing the person uh, who is a little more submissive. Um, so yeah, that's not so that in that case is not good. But and but for Chica, it's it's really not that bad. Like it's more funny or anything. Right, and as you said, like it is mostly played as a joke in this volume because you know mm-hmm. it, it's on purpose obviously that uh akasaka made miko express it in 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 the like typical way <laughs> that someone that is in su- such a predicament would uh, mm-hmm. so you know it, it is it is definitely played as a joke and i'm not sure how seriously we are supposed to take that like Mm-hmm. maybe there is a lot of depth to it maybe it is something that will really become a plot point at some point or maybe it's just a temporary <laughs> joke i t- really don't know <laughs> yeah i mean no I, I honestly i don't think it playing too much of a role other than the mm. fact that as we've said before miko needs to be careful on who she ends up dating mm-hmm. or having any sort of relationship with because uh, that person could easily manipulate her and do all sorts of terrible um, abusive things and she would turn a blind eye to it so that's dangerous. That, I think, is an important thing to take away from this. Mm-hmm. For sure. And uh, she doesn't understand, in the, the big, in the beginning of this volume, she doesn't understand why everyone's so busy right before the festival is about to begin. Uh, which led me to think that this is probably her first time being part of arranging such a big event, such as this. Because uh, she has probably never you know, felt confident enough to, well, get involved in these sorts of committees and, like, arranging parties. Mm. Because she, well, I, I feel like before recently, she was kind of just walking her own path, mm-hmm. uh, trying to, you know, become student council president, but kind of by herself. She Well, she has Kobachi, but, like, other than her, she hasn't really had any support other than her, and she hasn't really tried to get any other support, well, other than, like, voters and stuff, but... Uh, which hasn't gone very well, obviously. Yeah, right. So, like, this is, like, her first time being in this kind of big social situation, in a way. That's a good point. And uh, so and so that's why she, she, she's, like, weirded out, or, like, she doesn't understand, like, why why is everyone so busy right now? Uh, and obviously, you knows that, yeah, every, it's, you know, something always goes wrong. We got to be prepared as much as possible. Uh, but it also is also, I think it's obviously that, Miko, you know, she probably had her tasks. She knew she knew what her 
responsibilities were, and she made sure to do those probably well ahead of time, had had that all, all of that prepared. And so she's like, uh, what, like, why, 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 why isn't everyone getting prepared ahead of time? And like, what was, why, why do you save all the work until the last second? But that's not how it works, you know. There's always going to be little things to do here and there. So, mm. I think she has a lot to learn about that. Yeah, and and I I do think she's also kept her, keeps herself busy during the whole thing. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a, that panel where she's kind of on a walkie-talkie or is it walkie-talkie or a phone? Yeah, some. Uh, well, I think it's walkie-talkie. Wh- whichever it is, yeah. And yeah, so she's obviously has a lot of responsibility responsibilities there. But I guess um, she yeah she does may need to understand that not everyone is going to have everything all their tasks complete you know a day before or um got to be a little flexible when something does come up that they need to change or something like that yeah right and obviously there's the flashback scene i guess we could say where miko is uh, against her will forced to be the the girl who gets her ears uh <laughs> cut cuts and other things uh <laughs> and <laughs> And, and, you know, they ended up having to duct tape her mouth in the end because she couldn't be quiet during it all. <laughs> yeah, loved it. <laughs> also disturbed, but... Yeah, I mean, or, well, maybe. Yeah, it was good, though. I, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> I got a kick out of it. I, I, put that in my, I put that in my comedy section just because it made oh, yeah. me laugh so hard. <laughs> true, true. Uh... It, it, does fit, it does fit there, too. Man, yeah. Uh, anything more on Miko? No, nothing good. Then I guess the next one I want to talk about is Maki Shijo. Okay. She quite quickly figures out that you likes Tsubame. Maybe it was kind of obvious. You know, he was just staring there, kind of <laughs> staring at her. I I uh, love that moment where she kind of she kind of has a smug face, and yeah. she kind of leans up. She's like, ah, oh, so who you looking at? <laughs> like you know, it's yeah, uh, yeah. it's it's kind of like they've been best friends for 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 a long time, even though they've only known each other for maybe a few weeks maybe a month i don't know right but yeah, yeah it's i i, I kind of like their uh friendship right now and Dude, maki is just a great character too so right man this this chapter like we see her uh she you know she, she seems to really understand you in mm-hmm. a lot of ways like about how how hard it is to ask someone out like she really relates to him there uh and you know she kind of sort, sort of defends him when when Nagisa comes up and hey like it's not that hard to ask someone out blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if it was Tsubasa whoever it was um and and she kind of defends you it's like yeah no no it's really hard like your legs will tremble and and, and he's like, <laughs> he's like You're exactly right. like what she said <laughs> sorry um and like you know she she's really understanding of him and really supportive of him like yeah. she's so sweet like mm-hmm. so so sweet like how she like supports you in that and and basically, like, she, she also, when she tells him that, uh, hey, if uh, Tsubame says no, then I'll go on some activities with you. Right. <laughs> like, that's such a, oh, oh, my heart. I love her so much. Such a great gesture, kind gesture. I, right. I love it. And, you know, I wrote, I wrote the exact same thing. You know, even though she's going through a hard time, mm. you know, with her love life right now, she's still willing to help Ishigami and support him. Um, in her own way, and I, I really like that about her character. Yeah. Um, I wish she was a little more honest with herself, but I guess that's what part of the charm, and that's why people like that kind of uh, stereotype-ish thing. Right, and there's always room to grow, like in it with a character like that. You know, she has sure. room to improve on those uh, on those things. But for me, like that chapter is especially where she, you know, she appeared 
for as far as behind you like guess who uh and and you know that that whole chapter she grew so much for me um throughout that chapter especially um but this volume as a whole was was great for her and she definitely deserved to be on the cover um this by the way is easily one of my favorite uh cover arts uh, out of all it's of very volumes. nice i love you know just seeing maki there just because i love her so much uh, mm -hmm. both as a character and her character design and I love the green colors of it. It's beautiful. Yeah, the green is very nice. Not gonna yeah. lie, it is. It is very. It's a very good cover. One one of the best. Right. And uh, going going back to her thing with you Ishigami is yeah. it's almost as if I, I I do think her intentions are pure entirely. Like she wants to help him. Uh, at the same time, I wonder if she was also saying some of these things to save herself, in that. If she had gone with Ishigami to the haunted house, she wouldn't have had to endure the hell that is Kashiwagi and her boyfriend. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I think maybe there, maybe she was trying to help herself a little bit there. Not, but not. I mean, I don't, I don't blame her. I think it's kind of like two birds with one stone kind of a situation. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I think she was, de you know, really trying to make Ishigami feel better. Mm. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I, I do really feel bad for her situation in general. It's, oh yeah, I, the, you know, yeah, yeah it, it's we've talked about this before, but <laughs> yeah. you got you got to you got to feel for her. So much, I feel so much for her. She hates scary stuff, just as much as Kaguya. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm glad they got to share that experience together. Yeah, it, it's it was nice. I, mm. I yeah. Bond, family bonding, <laughs> distant yeah. family bonding. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I thought it, actually something that I thought was really funny from Maki's side was how when she kind of grabbed Kaguya and pulled her into that, uh, she instead of saying auntie or referring to her as auntie, she said sister, just to kind of get on her good side for that one time when she really needed her <laughs> to come into the haunted house with her. So I I, I like that little detail. I don't think I noticed that, but that, that's hilarious. Mm, mm. <laughs> One other thing about Maki is, is so minor, but it's just, mm. the concept to me is just hilarious. She's the second best balloon artist in <laughs> her class. It's like, first off, it's only the second best, and she made a whale? Right, well, according to herself, right? Well, she she was the one who said that. And didn't she say, like, I'm the best or the second best? So. Oh, I thought... She only says second best. Here, let me. I'm gonna double check. I'm the best, or oh, you're right. I'm the best or second best. Oh, okay. Mm, mm. Oh, there you go. Right. Anyway, I I, I was just more <laughs> making a joke because I thought she only said second best. But either way, how what per, how how is she not the best in making a blue whale? And then, <laughs> how popular is it to make bubble art? I mean, that not bubble balloon art like that. I don't know. That's uh, <laughs> that's not a common skill. No. No, but I, I imagine that's what that whole class, like that's all they've been doing, like for the, like in preparations for their class activity thing. Mm -hmm. Like everyone has just been practicing balloon art. But they all, they all make it seem like it's just second nature. Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> even, even last volume with mm. Chika, Kashiwagi and, and Yuki and, and those two guys who were kind of making fun of Yuki, Yuki for not being able to do it. It's like. I, I don't blame Yuki in this situation. <laughs> this is not a normal skill. For, definitely. <laughs> but he got really good at it. He did. He did.
But the last thing I got on Maki is um, sort of two things that were kind of similar, which was, well, she, in the balloon art chapter, she expresses not to Kaguya, but afterwards to to Nagisa that she just wanted to kind of repay right. Kaguya for mm-hmm. for having followed her into the haunted house and, and all that. Um, so, you know, it, it's nice to see her kind of have that uh, side where she wants to, you know, payback for you know good good deeds to people and the other thing which is basically the same thing but it wasn't spelled out as as much was in the first chapter with her where she you know we, we talked about earlier how she treats you so nicely and mm-hmm. like it, they, so so sweet and i imagine you know part of it could be because she wants to kind of repay his kindness for having helped her out as mm-hmm. you know you know listening to her ramblings and talk about her about her issues totally so i i do like that side yeah she is a very nice person like she at heart at her core she's a nice person the problem Mm. is she's not honest with her feelings i would say before and she's she's so prideful or it feels like she has to be or have this air of uh you know i'm better than you kind of a thing that (laughs) she can't express that she wants to be nice or express that she wants to do something nice for a person. She has to go about it in a kind of roundabout way. Yeah. And in the end, obviously that's going to hurt people or, or well, hurt, maybe hurt some of her chances with people. I mean, I guess we kind of saw that with Tsubasa, but right. also with Kaguya, who's also not honest with her feelings. And so they, they're going to be bashing heads a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, as this kind of relationship grows, as they get to know each other more, I, I do hope they come to a, a realization that they're both nice people and maybe mm. they have some sort of bond with each other. But then again, who knows where uh, Kaguya and Yuki's relationship is going to go. So maybe that would be... Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe she'll be happy for them. I hope I hope she will be. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> if they do get together. Yeah, at least she doesn't have a crush on Miyuki. Yeah. Okay. That. Yeah. That would, that would be very bad. Yeah. Uh, so great character. Love her so much. Yeah, for sure. And unless you have anything more on her, I do not. Then we'll move on to the smaller characters, or at least how I deem them. Uh, and since mm-hmm. we just talked about Maki, let's talk about Nagisa, Kashiwagi. She has become very protective of her boyfriend. We already realized this before, but uh-huh. even then, when both of them said, oh, we're friends with Ishigami. She was kind of like, oh, really? Can I be friends with you too? It's yeah. like, Kashiwagi, uh, calm down. Right. Um, you know, th- something happens to Kashiwagi when it deals with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, something snaps. Like something kind of takes over, whether it's lust or this... Kind of possessiveness. Possessiveness. Uh, something takes over and... Uh, it's kind of the side of Kashiwagi that is not the most likable. For sure. (laughs) But you also get the side that is very cute, very caring, very uh, aware and observant. Yeah, And I like how she wants to support Kaguya and even kind of, who's trying to help her get with Miyuki in a way, even Mm -hmm. if it was somewhat of a a trick, but I, I think it was, you know, all in good fun. And and in good faith, I think as well, because she faith, she, right. she wants to push them in the right direction that she knows that yeah. both of them want to end up at. Exactly. So, I may have expressed some dissatisfaction with her, and and to an extent there is, 
<laughs> but I, I do think she, she she is still a good person. And yeah. um, as long as you take Tsubasa out of the equation, it's it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, add Tsubasa in and um, there's just a lot of hormones and a lot of lust going on. Yeah, there is a lot of that, which, you know, fair. I mean, they're in a relationship. Understandable. And they're and they're very young. True, and they're very. You're right. They're very young. So yeah. Um, <laughs> so to be honest, sometimes when you watch anime, some of the romance and things that happen, or or even just the actions that these high schoolers or even middle schoolers take are just so adult-ish. Like no no high schooler or middle schooler would do that. Yeah. But in this case, with Kashiwagi and Tsubasa making out in a locker in a locker. <laughs> is actually kind of on point. Uh-huh. <laughs> I could totally see back in my high school days, you know, the <laughs> you know, the really clingy couple um, you know, finding a way to get inside the locker if they could fit and <laughs> um, you know, have having a heyday there. But uh-huh. um so I guess in this sense is yeah, this is pretty realistic for high schoolers. But still, <laughs> still Control yourself for two minutes. Really? Or however yeah. long, however long it was. Yeah. <laughs> you ruined, you ruined it for Ishigami. Good job. Right. Yeah. Really. Man. Man. Oh well. Um, anything more on her or Tsubasa? Well, okay. I I wrote this down here instead of the Maki section for some reason, but the look that Maki gives Ishigami when she and Tsubasa are flirting like Tsubasa's like pulling on her cheeks. Oh yeah. That uh that look. I mean she's given she's given some looks before, but this is a new one and it's just kind of one of pity and um profound sadness. Yeah, and it's like are you seeing this? Like can you believe this? Yeah, are you seeing this right now? <laughs> <laughs> this is my life. This yeah. is my hell. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, that that is amazing. Uh, I like she just has so many interesting and and good uh, like expressions. I think. Yeah, it's true. Uh, like we mentioned the other one earlier, which is like, oh, I see you like uh, Tsubame. Yeah, the smug face. I love, I love that face. Yeah, that one's super charming. Uh, yeah. And like, yeah, she she's great all around. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> um, I don't have anything more on Nagisa. Uh, and the only thing I got about Tsubasa is that. He also finds out that you like Tsubame. Oh yeah, this, he did. He uh, did find that out. So that that's a little thing that happened on uh, for him. He better stay out of it. Not, I don't. I don't <laughs> trust him. Like, oh. <laughs> it's not he's a terrible person. I just think he could mess things something up. Okay. Ooh, uh, um, accidentally. Not. I don't know if he will. It would be interesting if that would happen. I uh, just just don't. Just just stay out of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he does. I think, I, I'm probably not that worried. I I think he's pretty, you know, in line mm-hmm. under under Nagisa. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but I, I I I can probably see also a little bit of worry there. But mm. yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, anything more on those characters? No, I think I'm good. Cool. Then let's talk about Ai Hayasaka a little bit. Yeah. Uh... She can finally be her maid self at the school. Yeah, I First love that. First time. Yeah. <laughs> now, I have to remind myself that 
this isn't the real Hayasaka and the maid uniform, right? Like, nah. Okay, okay. Probably not. Probably not. So, but it's interesting that she can now have that persona at school. Yeah. And have have an excuse at least for a little bit. Right. Exactly. It's fun, both the outfit and the persona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and she really seemed to enjoy the cafe like waitress work. Yeah. <laughs> like she was even considering maybe switching to that. <laughs> I mean, you so. think about. I was thinking about it. It wouldn't really be that much better. And at first, I was like, no wait. But then I thought, I said, like, well. Someone is demanding his Kaguya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to be pretty extraneous. So, yeah, you're right. A job <laughs> like that where you can kind of show off your skills and talents and you got all the customers kind of adoring you as you do this. Uh-huh. I mean, that's got to be a little bit better than <laughs> um, waiting on, uh, you know, beck and call for a mistress. Yeah, I think so. It's also really cool to see Hayasaka being the coffee master she is. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was really cool. That was That was really neat. And she and she was was appreciated for it too. Oh yeah, <laughs> like she really appreciated that appreciation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's nice to see someone appreciate that and yeah. kind of you know her get praised for that, um, which she probably doesn't get praised a whole lot as, as um, Kaguya's mistress. Yeah, um, not as much as she as she deserves. Mm-hmm. And I guess going along with that, she does uh, take quite a few jabs. <laughs> At Kaguya um, mm-hmm. in that chapter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think she's kind of been doing that for a while yeah. now, um, progressively, as as her pro- uh, character progression has gone. Um, but, you know, it, now she can do it in the, in the disguise of her <laughs> maid outfit. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's clever. At school. Mm. Next up, maybe we can talk a bit about Tsubame Koyasu. Oh, I really want to talk about her. Yes. So she likes scary stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Even though she is scared of it, she enjoys the fright. See, for me, that's a very good quality in uh, a girlfriend or something like that. You uh-huh. like scary stuff, but you still get scared. Awesome. If, if someone's <laughs> like, oh, I, I, yeah, I like scary stuff, but I never get scared. It's, it's not that fun. I mean, it's not bad, but... Uh, uh-huh. It's not as fun as when you're kind of both scared or you're kind of both yeah. you know, freaking out. I mean, I, I think that's pretty fun. For um, sure, for sure. And but I also don't want to put anybody through something scary that you know they, I can't I can't do it. Like forcing someone to do that, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe a bit much. Absolutely. Anyway, so Tsubame kind of grew in points for me there. <laughs> um, but I just I really appreciate her willingness to focus on her goals. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe this is. Well, I'll be honest, this is wrong of me to say, but I think there's kind of a stereotype with the you know, really popular girls that sometimes they're not, it's not all popular girls, but I think someone as as popular as her would maybe not be as goal-oriented or, you know, willing to put romance and stuff on hold. Does that make sense? Uh, I mean, I, it all depends on the person. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, like, the stereotype isn't... Yeah, isn't, the stereotype. Isn't like Tsubame necessarily. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, and also the, the, the stereotype is the girl's kind of um, stuck up. Yeah. And it thinks very proudly of themselves and doesn't doesn't show much gratitude or kindness to others. Where Tsubame is the exact opposite of that. Yeah. Um, I just love how kind-hearted and friendly she is. We've seen that ever since the beginning 
But yeah. even here, we we see her willingness to hang out with Ishigami, this you know first year s- student that she's kind of become friends with. Um, mm-hmm. You know, hanging out with ten- so she would be a senior and then hanging out with a sophomore. I don't know. It's kind of um, it's kind of nice to see that it doesn't matter the differences in age or or, or yeah. uh, school year. Um, she's still willing to give her time to her kohai, her underclassmen. I For really, sure. I really appreciate that. Definitely. Yeah, and and you know after the I guess quote unquote failed dates at the haunted house, uh, <laughs> she 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 notices or she seems to really like pick up on Yu's feelings there. Where he felt a little bit sad about how that turned out, uh, and so after that she invites him to her class booth. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think I thought was a really nice gesture that she, well, like, step one, she notices that he's not feeling great about it, how that went. So step two is like, yeah, I'll you, you, let's go to, to my classes booth and, uh, as well and have fun there as well, which was awesome. Yeah, I, I do like that. I mean, what what a what a move. And, I, I, you know, I, I reflect that or I think about my own self. Would I have done something like that? First off, what, if someone came up to me and, you know, a girl came up to me and I wasn't that interested in them. Would I have done that? You know, hmm. I wonder. I think now having had this example, maybe, <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe I would. Like, maybe I would try to give people a chance or just try to get to know people and be more friendly. Yeah. At the same time, I don't want to lead people the wrong way. But True. But but still, I think there's a, like, like... There's a balance. Characters like Tsubame, I think we can learn from characters like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we ever find ourselves in somewhat of a similar situation, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that part of my life is <laughs> not <laughs> is past me. But I did have situations where you know someone would ask me to do something, and not mm-hmm. not just romantically, but just you know someone I don't get, I didn't think I would get along with very well, mm-hmm. um, and maybe maybe I should have taken the opportunity to say yes. I mean, I've had some of those times, some of those moments, of course. But mm-hmm. anyway, it's just, yeah. I think she's a very good person that people can see as an example right and unlike and we, we talked about like the stereotype of like popular girls and stuff right unlike other like most of the popular girls i feel like tsubame deserves the popularity that she has right like because mm. she mm-hmm. actually is such a good person right in, in so many ways she's so, so genuine so kind so caring so she really you know there, there's a good reason for her pop- popularity mm-hmm uh, but did you want to talk a little bit about the Yu Tsubame stuff and the romance stuff later on? Yeah, I can save that. And there's actually a few things there uh, mm. I wouldn't mind touching on. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah, let's just save all that for... Then we'll leave Tsubame for now. We'll return in a bit. Okay. Um, and let's talk a little bit about Moe Hafujiwara, I guess. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, let, let me just say, so... After I read the chapter, I was like, you know what? Maybe I misjudged her from that very her very first introduction, and the way she was treating um, Kay and and <laughs> the things she was saying. Like maybe maybe my radar, creepy radar, was off or something. Mm. And then the final panel on that page, where it was like, <laughs> oh yeah, you didn't really you didn't see her other side. It was aha, yeah. <laughs> Don't trust her. There's something <laughs> wrong with this child. <laughs> yeah, but um, it turns out you were right when we talked about the. In the previous volume, you were right in that she hadn't met Miyuki mm-hmm. until the previous volume. Right, yeah. 
Um, so you were right about so that. So it, it was kind of it was kind of love at first sight. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, she she even says that right. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, but yeah, she seems to have really grown very fond of him, mm-hmm. uh, like both when she saw him and also then like at later on, like having just been thinking about him, I guess. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I, Chica, <laughs> um, unfortunately, made made him seem even more attractive, <laughs> at least un- unfortunately for Chica. <laughs> yeah, the way yeah, the, really the way she described it, like it really sounded like. <laughs> He's a, like such a great person, which he is. Uh, the things that she said about him are all are all true, and I think yeah, it's true. Yeah, I don't blame Moeha for kind of having a crush on him. Definitely, yeah. Just the more reason to to crush hard. Mm-hmm. Just watch out, watch out. <laughs> uh, one one thing about Moeha is how Kaguya and her were able to kind of relate with their feelings for Miyuki, which that was kind of sweet. She kind of gains an ally in that sense. Uh, yeah. But it, something was mentioned in that point where, you know, thank goodness she's not some other girl or something like that. Mm. And I wonder if that was kind of a silent threat to Chica. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> uh, if, if it had been someone, you know, who wasn't younger uh, you know, maybe someone our age, then I would have killed them, or <laughs> there would have been blood, something like that. So I, I don't know. Not that Chica would have heard it, but maybe it was just in her own mind uh-huh. or something. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, but yeah. But that that was definitely nice, though, that they were able to kind of bond together over their yeah. mutual feelings for Miyuki. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was that was pretty funny, and uh, another little piece of information we got about Moiha is that she is the junior high student council vice president. Oh yeah. So that's 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 good to know. I maybe <laughs> I, I love how uh, she's oh so you're aiming for a student council president. Well, you know, it's it's tough. It's like no no no. I'm aiming for the student council president. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that that was awesome. <laughs> so great. Uh, and Next up, let's talk about Kozue Makihara, the board game club leader for life. <laughs> a little bit there. Well, she had a chapter mm-hmm. recording with Miko. And I thought it was funny. Well, it was well, funny and, and interesting, maybe, how she was able to basically figure out Miko's kink during that uh, re- recording <laughs> session. <laughs> so, yeah. Which I, I guess it was pretty obvious. She de- definitely mm-hmm. seemed a- a- as, like, in addition to Miko showing kind of fear in the situation, there were definitely also <laughs> situations where she seemed to show some level of pleasure in that. <laughs> um, which, yeah, really funny. And, yeah, nice how, how Kozue was picking up on that. And also fun in general to get a little bit more of her character, which, you know, she was really just a face before. Yeah, she's just a face before. You can see kind of how uh, crazy she is. Like, um, oh. I mean, people say how chaotic Chica is. Chica's kind of a force of nature that is um, unpredictable. Yeah. But Kozue, Kozue is that her name? Mm. She's kind of... Uh, malevolent in a way. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 
Like she takes pleasure in making people uncomfortable and suffer and whatnot. Right. Um, so it's uh, oh. yeah, she's another one of those people you gotta you gotta you gotta uh, be aware of. But she's not really trying to hide it either. Nah. So I guess that's um, something that I can respect. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. There's there's at least that. <laughs> We are running low on characters, but there's also Kobachi Osaragi. Who has a boyfriend now, apparently. Exactly. She's dating the pep squad leader. Mm-hmm. Just kind of on a whim, sort of. <laughs> uh, kind of on a whim. So, I'll be honest, when I first read that, part of me wondered if she just said that to encourage Ishigami oh. to do something. Or maybe even, maybe even give Miko kind of a scare. But... <laughs> I, I don't know about that. And I, I, I'm not saying that exactly it went that way. And maybe the squad leader did ask her out and they're going out. I mean, that's entirely possible. I probably believe um, that. Yeah. And, and again, like I would, I wouldn't, I, I'm not doubting it. Just saying, I'm just saying like, what if there's that chance that mm. she just said that to try to give people um, or encourage people? <laughs> um, but yeah, who knows? Yeah, and like yeah, and like the way she puts it, it doesn't sound like this relationship means a lot to her. It seems mm-hmm. like it's more like a just kind of a logical thing to do, <laughs> yeah. sort of, which is a little weird. I don't, wanna, I don't, I don't want to be, or I, I, it's weird not to have a boyfriend or something like, something like that, something kind of ridiculous. It's to like, be honest. yeah, it's like I need to have a boyfriend for the winter break or something. Like, it is odd. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's like. It's not cool to go with my female friends or go to the festival with female friends. Oh, yeah. That, wow, that's I, what it was. Yeah. So that and then her kind of she says she says, so give it your all Ishigami. And so that and plus the fact that she says this weird thing. She doesn't want to hmm. be with her girlfriends at the festival. That's that's lame or not cool. Yeah. I Those that one doesn't seem like something she would say. And then the other, or it seems like it would matter to her, really. Mm, and mm. then two is the fact that she says, give your all, Ishigami. So that's kind of what got me thinking. But, uh, you know, maybe in the end, she just really, she kind of just went went for it. Like the squad leader asked her out. She's like, oh, sure, why not? Um, yeah. I could use this. <laughs> and it also kind of plays back to what I said a long time ago about her maybe being, uh, looking different with her glasses off. Oh, yes. Maybe the squad leader saw that or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I do. It's kind of shallow, but if yeah, well, <laughs> if it's true, I mean, I I don't think it's shallow of Osoragi's character, kind of right. shallow of the squad leader to be like that. But, right. Yeah. 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 I mean, to be fair, I guess it. I guess that could be somewhat <laughs> accurate to real life. I mean, but, yeah, I suppose so. There are shallow people in this world. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's hard. It's hard. I think at this point to an- analyze her character based on just this. True. Like whether True. like exactly what her motives are, and mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> it's it's a bit hard for me, but it is interesting though, and I I do look forward to seeing more. Yeah, I don't know why I was reading so much into it. Oh no! Yeah, it, it's fun. <laughs> I I uh, support that. Um, <laughs> the other characters that I had anything at all written down on although really just barely, where the two uh, two of the four ramen kings of Tokyo appeared at the uh, yeah. at the cafe. But we did talk about them a little bit already. Mm-hmm. Um, and yep. the other two were teased. True. Excited. I mean, I'm interested to see how they are going to be 
introduced into the story. Mm-hmm. It it's a funny bit, but it's also kind of like, okay, what what does this matter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm I'm sure it'll be really funny. Yeah, yeah. So I don't have anything I need to say about any other character. There were some other characters that appeared though, of course, like Rei Onodera and uh, mm-hmm. the the Shirogane dad. Uh, exactly, Shirogane's dad. He was mostly just there for comedic stuff, and mm-hmm. Karen Kino and Erika Kose were were there again. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, do you have anything to say about any of those? Uh, if no. not, cool. Then we'll move into the comedy section. And speaking of Mr. Shirogane. Uh, just showing out, showing up out of nowhere. Uh, like love that so good. Like the the timing is always great with him. Yeah, he's got pretty good comedic timing. Yeah. not gonna lie. And I also like I so much appreciated like the between chapters pages. Like he appeared yes. twice, uh, and both both times it just killed me. It's so good. <laughs> uh, so great. Yeah. You better not be doing anything weird. I'm not. He already did. Yeah. Oh, and and also seeing him like listening to the scary sounds. <laughs> Go! Go! <laughs> uh, he he he's just enjoying life, man. He really is. And I, I applaud him for that. With the crap he's probably gone through uh-huh. with his, you know, estranged wife, like that's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't blame him. Um. One of my favorite comedic moments was. Oh, I have a lot actually. Uh. The cookie yeah. hearts, the whole the entire cookie heart scene. Uh-huh. I know, so it's it's. I guess you could put on a romantic, but I, I I just thought it hilarious because it's a situation that really would never happen, where someone unknowingly confesses their feelings for another person in front fi- in front of the entire school, and basically everybody <laughs> knows about it except the person who is actually confessing. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's such a hilarious concept. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, that that. That got me laughing and kind of reeling, and and uh, it really, really made me invested in that in that entire um, interaction. But uh, mm-hmm. I want to, I'll save the rest of that for romance. Yes, we are, we are teasing <laughs> this one a lot. I know, it's true. <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> Another moment I really liked is so random, but it just I I like stupid random things sometimes. Yeah. When Kage is serving the tea, and. Um, the guy is explaining how, oh, this tea is made with love. Miyuki comes in, he just says hi. And that hi, just perfect timing. <laughs> it, 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 it's like, hi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, in a, I, th- I feel like in Western, or at least in American uh, voice acting, that would be like a really derpy, kind of silly hi. <laughs> in Japan, it would probably be just like, oh, or like, what's up, or something like that. Yeah. But I bet in Japan, it would be like, hey, what's up? Or like, hey. Like so, so to me it was like really derpy and the way I read it and it's just so funny, yeah, um, just perfect timing. Really good. Kind of something his like his dad would do. Yeah. Obviously he would he wouldn't admit it. Right. Yeah. Definitely. I mean they, they are so much alike in in some ways. They obviously. Are. Like we talked about yeah. it last volume too. It was, uh, it's really fun. It's really fun when you see those similarities sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple things I wanted to say from my personal pro- probably my personal favorite chapter just when it comes to the comedy the one where the the haunted house focus yeah um chokiko uh oh yeah yeah that's right with that yeah that, that was first of all kind of like the, the the story they made up was pretty scary to be honest or like or disturbing mm-hmm. choki is the sound for cut 
in Japanese. Ooh. So choki choki and ko is you know typical ending. Yeah. You know, girl name whatever. So choki. Exactly. Oh, that. Thank you for for telling me that. That that's actually nice to nice to know. Oh yeah. So, but anyway, the the funny parts there, starting with uh, Maki. You know, Maki and Kaguya go in there together, and Maki, you know, she she pretends not to be scared, even though obviously she is. <laughs> and you know, she offers her hand to Kaguya because she wants to hold someone's hand because she's scared, but she's trying to play it off as if, oh, I'll hold your hand, Kaguya, since you're scared, uh, since obviously I'm not, and stuff like that. And and, and Kaguya <laughs> rejects it because you know she she would never hold hand with someone of the of the Shijo uh, family, <laughs> but then she does it anyway because she's actually just so scared. <laughs> uh, it was really really great, and and seeing Maki and Kaguya reacting to the recordings at the same time as we can also see Miko. Uh, when it was being recorded, mm-hmm. they were all reacting in just the same ways. It's just same way. And and like the ear nibbling. Even the ear nibbling. Oof. They were. Uh... Oh man, that. Okay. So good. That's kind of went a little far, don't you think? That, I mean. That's where, that's where it became a little bit unbelievable for Maki and Kaguya to react the same way as Miko. Probably. Yeah. Because for Miko to react that way, I can see it. I, I'll buy. I buy that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how. I don't know how you would record that sound. I mean, it, it's. It's not even the sound that would trigger that reaction. It's. It's more the. The feel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For. For sure. For sure. But I mean, it is. It is. You know, just for comedic effects. Ultimately. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. But, but. But it's also disturbing, man. <laughs> like. Well, disturbing is that word. It un- makes me uncomfortable. Right. Uh, it. It didn't make me uncomfortable. Or. I don't know. It got me excited somehow. I don't know. It was fun. Oh my. It was. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on. Last thing in that chapter that I thought was funny uh, was at the end of it when everyone exits the the lockers and they, you know, all, at the end they they find Nagisa and her boyfriend mm-hmm. still there and they're kissing in there. Uh, seeing Miko's, Maki's, and Kaguya's expressions, like each of them have like a unique, yeah. a unique reaction yeah. to that, and it's just so that was amazing. so perfect for each of them. Uh, I yeah, I just love it so so much. Agreed, classic. <laughs> so I love that chapter as well for comedic purposes. I also loved the Moyaha chapter. I, I, you know, I was. Really loving that you're about to experience hell. It was hell that quick or something like that. Yeah. And obviously that didn't happen. But it's not just that, but Kaguya, when she comes in, she makes this the derpiest face I've ever seen her make. Yes. It is, it is so funny. That, that was the face I thought you were going to refer to earlier when you said something yeah. about the face expression she did. Oh, my God. It's like her eyes are, are, are you know going two different directions yeah ah it's Uh, it's one of the one of the funniest faces she's made so far (laughs) (laughs) i I was also going to mention that it's just too too funny it's (sighs) perfect so russian the russian roulette chapter real quick i so when i moved to japan in high for high school i did this a couple times but it was it wasn't with takoyaki i don't i don't think oh what did you do with chocolate oh i see and it was supposed to be, they're all supposed to be peanut butter, but one of them had wasabi in it. Ooh. I don't think I ever got the wasabi one. <laughs> I think I probably would have remembered if I did. But it was it was really fun to kind of have that sort of challenge. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't realize this was a a somewhat 
popular thing to do in Japan. I mean, popular may be the wrong word, but mm. I mean, it's probably a fairly common thing to do in Japan. Um, so just seeing seeing this again kind of bring, brings back memories. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> that was a thing I. Yeah, did, it, so. it does seem really fun. Indeed, <laughs> yeah. Especially if you get the if you get if you get the right person to uh, get get the wasabi one, then yeah, it's very fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just real quick with that takoyaki chapter, uh. what what's with the American flag? It's, it's like it's just so random. Like it's just okay. Yeah. I put a flag on. He's like, oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I know the American flag doesn't mean anything. But it's just so random that it's specifically the American flag. It's just like I want it. Well, the American flag is a very famous flag, I guess. So it's, True. It's just, it's just I mean, why, why not? Why not Japan or you know Germany or <laughs> mm. you know some other flag? Fair. I guess it didn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just it's kind of funny. It was a funny joke though. How like, yeah, just uh, putting a flag on the little on the little toothpick <laughs> just made Chica like mm, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll take that one. Oh yeah, that's the one. <laughs> uh. When you stops Miko from getting taken away by those sketchy guys. Mm. Afterwards, Miko starts hitting you across the head with a clipboard or something like that, and mm. and normally like it's just whatever. But for some reason, <laughs> I could just see that going just happening multiple times. The bonk, 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 bonk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's just really funny to see her so short and on her tiptoes, bonking him on the head furiously. This would make for a very good gif. Yes, I can't wait to see that animated. I'm sure when the anime comes out, <laughs> it will become a gif. For sure. So great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I do also love that little panel. <laughs> and then one more thing that can, I guess, could tie into the romance as well. Mm-hmm. Did Miyuki plan that fortune teller scene out with Otembo? Now, oh. hear me out. Huh. I know this is, I know it's, it's a strange theory, but the fact that he, she knew all of that stuff about him. Uh, like that, yeah. that birth info. Yeah. <laughs> it's like how would how would she have found that out? Uh, besides Kaguya, who, who she says, "Wow, how did you know that?" Or something like that. Even though Kaguya herself knew that, I'm pretty sure. Uh, um, yeah, she did. She mentioned before. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that in itself is kind of funny, uh-huh. ironic. Yeah. But there was there was another thing that what was the other thing that got me thinking? Oh yeah, she also said that today would be the day that is important for their future. Yeah, she did. And so it's, I mean, may, maybe she was really just being a fortune teller and, you know, oh, just saying stuff. Yeah. Um, maybe that's what she says to all the couples. But it almost makes me wonder if Miyuki had, had, had planned that. And he's like, yes, great. We're setting up the moment. <laughs> setting up the moment. Ah. Uh, but maybe. Because obviously Kage, Kaguya wasn't the one who did, who... Who did it? Right. Um, yeah. But it, again, it could just be Atembo has these really nice uh, powers of uh, predictability. I guess. I'm going with that one. <laughs> that's that's fine too. Right. <laughs> but it is it is an interesting theory though. I like it. A lot of my theories never. Well, not a lot. Not all my theories, but uh, a good a good a good majority of my theories never come true because I'm just like thinking of all possibilities. Um, but if you guess everything, eventually you'll get right. <laughs> exactly. That's the spirit. <laughs> so, well, I guess then we'll move on to the romance discussion. Yes. And I guess we might as well start where we have been teasing a lot uh, with uh, you and Tsubame. Yes, 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 yes. And one thing that I, well, 
just just to kick it kick it off with uh, related to Tsubame was uh, well obviously you know she she's struggling with mm-hmm. how she's supposed to deal with the uh, the confession well right the, yeah the confession um <laughs> and clearly she has a good deal of respect for you like that much mm. is very clear like they are at this point definitely friends friends mm-hmm. yeah um but she doesn't see him as a romantic interest she told that to kaguya and right and yeah she just wants to find a nice way to turn him down while still being able to maintain their friendship um and yeah i, I I think I definitely respect her for that. Uh, yeah. For that willingness to to put that much effort into the rejection. Totally. Um, again, it just shows how how kind of a person she is, and you see where she comes from because it, it was such a well, unbeknownst to Ishigami, it was it was a more passionate confession that that she had <laughs> ever dealt with before. Yeah. Um, a, a, maybe bold is the better word. Um. So you can see why she wants to make sure he, she puts him down lightly mm. um, and not ruin that any sort of friendship that they have. Not going to lie, I wouldn't be upset if they got together. Yeah. I think that's, you know, <laughs> it, we, we've been kind of talking about how uh, Miko and Ishigami are a, a ship and we've kind of been building that ship. And again, I think they, they are very well ma- made for each other and they really support each other. At the same time, I I think after this volume, there is a possibility that Ishigami and Tsubame could be a thing. Mm. Before, I always, I, I wasn't really sold on it. I kind of was like, yeah, you know, she's a really popular girl. She's just nice to a lot of people. And I, I think... I really did think Ishigami was kind of in over his head a little bit. <laughs> right. Um, I, I was, I was encouraged, you know, I wanted to encourage him and say, yeah, go for it. But at the same time, I was like, it ain't going to happen. Right. Yeah. Like before this volume, it definitely seemed more like that. I agree. Right. But, but now it, it it's kind of like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if it did happen, hmm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's really nice. Yeah. It really is interesting how that kind of has grown uh, over these past few volumes well since volume nine mm-hmm. or so where she was introduced well, I, I guess it was volume 10 where he told kaguya that he liked her uh, right i mm. think uh so you know it's relatively recently and and to be fair miko was introduced in volume seven um but there's still a history between them there um right so they still they've known each other longer and they've been mm-hmm. looking out for each other for you know ever since junior high at least um but yeah, like yeah. Th- 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 there's different, I guess, different pros and cons with each of those ships. <laughs> uh, I definitely, <laughs> it's true. Definitely think so. Um, it's true because to be fair, there isn't, there hasn't ever been any outright declaration of feelings uh, between you and Miko. You know, in nope. in either direction, uh, obviously. Um, but there is. We we do have you very clearly having romantic interest for Tsubame. And Tsubame, while she doesn't necessarily think of him in a romantic way, she isn't necessarily either opposed to maybe thinking about him that way. Because she, she even said to Kaguya that if she would accept his confession, or if they would start dating, then she would probably end up liking him 
I think she said mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's understandable why she, again, with her goals and and not wanting to hurt his hurt Ishigami's feelings, it makes sense why she would be, you know, apprehensive as much as she is to mm. giving a certain answer. Yeah. Uh, but I also like how she comes to the conclusion that she was going to think on it, give give him give him mm. some time, get a chance to get to know the real him. Yeah. And um, I wonder, because she kind of notices how Ishigami treats Miko, although actually it's not that. She noticed that he gets mad, and she did. She said, I didn't know he could get mad, or, or something along those lines. Um, and I think that's a good thing. I think it shows a different side of Ishigami, and so that could be something that helps a potential relationship between the two. Mm. But I also think it could show to... Tsubame that maybe uh, Ishigami and Miko are a better couple hmm. or like, are, are like kind of made for each other. So maybe she feels like she has to stand back if she does notice that. I, again, she doesn't really know Miko right. uh, incredibly well. So maybe as time goes on, she will see that. Um, but either way, I think, she, I think it's nice that she's willing to get to know him better. Um, and, uh, yeah, you kind of see where it goes from there. For sure. And something that I think is kind of interesting regarding this is we basically have two potential ships here. It's you or Tsubame and, and it's you or, or, or it's you and Miko. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's kind of heartwarming in a way to see that the, the character, well, other than Tsubasa, the character who is part of like two potential ships is the guy who is like notorious for being like like basically like one of the least popular guys in in school uh <laughs> but he is the character in the story that has like the potential for two different ships um mm. or at least the way we are talking about it um, right and, and and i do think both are supposed to be noticeable or like things that the reader should be considering i think that that is intentional um yeah so for sure i like that i i, I, I really like do. that <laughs> and it's exciting to see how it's gonna end up so speaking speaking of those two potential mm-hmm. when miko finds out that ishigami confessed she's she's shocked like at first you look at the shock and it's kind of like oh wow he actually did something like that but then you look as the panels continue she kind of looks maybe a little bit upset because her her head is down so she says, "Whoa, how could he be so serious?" That one, like, I don't, I don't think that's disappointment. I think that's just shock. But then, she kind of, kind of averts her eyes, and she's kind of looking down in the in the next two panels. Yeah. Um, as people are saying that, so I mean, may, so maybe she has a bit of disappointment, or it could be worry. Maybe she's worried that he will get rejected, but uh, maybe there's a few few things you can take from that anyway yeah. i think it's interesting I think yeah it's interesting yeah yeah yeah. and for me i i like to think that she does have some kind of uh subconscious liking for him uh-huh um is what i just like to think um sure so i think that would make sense like this would make sense if that was the case um like it's not something that she has recognized as feelings necessarily or like as those mm-hmm. sorts of feelings but, of course. But yeah. Right. No. It, it, yeah. It's not something that 
yeah, she would recognize it as, oh, I have feelings for it, but it, it, it's something that, yeah, she subconsciously is doing. You know, she's subconsciously disappointed. Yeah. Um, but if someone were to point that out, she'd be like, what? No, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Baka. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, anything more on the U-ships? I think I'm good for... Uh, well, that was my favorite... That's my, my favorite love confession that wasn't really a love confession. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was so well done. I mean, I guess it's, it's, not, it's not competing against too many others, but... <laughs> That that that's the point. <laughs> yeah, it it is great though. Well then, let's talk about Kaguya and Miyuki a little bit. The volume starts off with Kaguya and Miyuki both, like by this point, they both know that they've fallen in mm-hmm. love, and like they are, like they're not even like neglecting it to themselves. At at this point, they're both like, yeah, I'm in love now. Like, yeah, th- I love that. We're gonna we're gonna do something about this, <laughs> hopefully soon. And yeah, we talked we talked a little bit about the heart shaped balloon art chapter. Yeah, that was that was pretty romantic at the end there, where yeah. it kind of kind of caught her off guard, and she she was about to give the heart potentially. Yeah. And then it ends this whole hilariously way. He's just here, take this. That's not okay. Yeah, and <laughs> like that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh boy. For for sure, especially when they were only charging like a hundred yen for some of those things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and obviously Miyuki's caught off guard too when he he's expecting to be handed the the heart heart <laughs> thing, but nope, <laughs> just mm-hmm. a bunch of ten thousand yen bills. And uh, and yeah, the last chapter I mentioned it at the beginning of the discussion how they yeah. they are able to successfully go on a culture festival date, basically basically and everything went uh, like almost a little bit too well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh and it, yeah, it was just super sweet. Like and especially to me, especially it was like the last couple of panels where there isn't any dialogue. It's just them we just see them enjoying their time together. Those are my favorite, probably my favorite like romantic bits. It's a page of four panels mm-hmm. where we just see them together and it's just super sweet. Yeah. Uh and then of course it all culminates in the final scene at the student council chambers where Miyuki drops the bomb. Boom. And oh my god. <laughs> I cannot wait to read the next volume. Yeah, oh I bet. <laughs> I have been so itching to read it. I uh, can't I can't wait to talk about it with you. I'm super, super, uh, super excited about this one. <laughs> so if you don't mind me ending because I think you pretty much summed up uh-huh. the, the romance. Uh the last thing. I, I thought this volume was jam-packed with all these characters uh-huh. and they all really add to their own character and, and to the story. And now there's all these plot points zooming around. Yeah. And it also it also uh, started, I don't know if it was the first chapter or the second chapter, but they, actually, it wasn't even, I think it was towards the middle where they say, okay, now all these these goals are set you know what will be Tsubame's answer? What will Miko do with the fire pit or mm-hmm. the camp or the, the bonfire and yeah. et cetera, et cetera? So it had set all these these plot points, and Chika does nothing, nothing in particular. Um, yeah. But now, now she has something though. She has the detective case. So exactly. even she has something. Right. So it, it, it's amazing how well he set it all up, uh-huh. and this is probably the the hypest I've been for. Uh, any volume, any any arc in this story so far. Good. So it's 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 great, and I'm so excited for the next one. Very nice. This volume is probably my favorite one. 
Awesome. I I think I think I'm with you there. It really does get better and better. Like uh, mm-hmm. the story, I, I I love that so much, and I'm very happy to hear that you're enjoying it that much as well. So it's been a while since we asked uh, this. Uh, have you changed your mind since I asked you last about <laughs> how who who you were rooting for to confess their love first or to be confessed to or whatever? No, because I I, I still would like. Um, Yuki to be the one to do it um, but the way the story is going I kind of think that Kaguya will be the one to do it um, and okay. it wouldn't be bad for her character of course but I still think it would be really cool for Miyuki to do it and uh, but at the same time you know it, I think either one either one is fine right so that's my wishy-washy answer <laughs> but so basically you you want it to be uh, Miyuki that confesses, but you mm-hmm. think it's going to be Kaguya that confesses. Yeah, that's my guess. Gotcha. It's going to be Kaguya. Gotcha. All right. And have your favorite characters, like top three or so, have they changed since last time? Mine have not. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't think so. Ishigami's still my favorite. Sweet. And he is my second favorite. Uh, I actually realized last time, um, or when I was editing the previous episode we did. I, I realized that your top three is exactly my two to four. <laughs> uh, and I just got Miko on top of your top three, basically. In my gotcha. List. <laughs> um, but anyway, I guess that's it. We loved the volume and, and yeah, so excited for volume 14. It's going to be great. Woo! It's going to be very great. Man, <laughs> I, ho- I hope people are excited because I am. I'm really excited. And, and yeah, you have good reasons to be excited. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, so if you enjoy our content, you can follow us on Twitter at Umami Manga. If you like this episode, please share it around with anyone you think might enjoy it as well. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you all next time where we'll talk about Volume 14. Bye bye! Woohoo! Goodbye. But there's been a couple of times I just got to roll my eyes like, oh my gosh, there is no way you would be able to do that, let alone remember that. Like, Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like when he was counting the seconds or whatever as he was in, in stone. <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, <laughs> I guess that kind of puts all reason out the window to begin with. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> and after that, it's just like, yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll just chew this. Yeah. Uh, or, or just slurp, slurp this up. It's already chewed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good.